Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Y'all. So good. Y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good work. Thank you. Amazing. So good. Minstrels worship team. You guys are incredible. <laughs> incredible worship team. I realized that last week when I tried to lead yeah. worship, and I'm like, I'll let those guys do what they do. They're great. Um, well, I'm standing here for a moment because um, I get to receive, get to get down there and receive the awesome word today from my lovely wife, Emily, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm glad I get to stand here and just, uh, just know that uh, we're in a series called Giants Will Fall. And I've seen a lot of giants fall from this little firecracker right here. <laughs> I'm telling you, um, she can pray. She can praise. Uh, what you see down there is, is who she is. She is just the same person all the way through. And the one thing I love about Emily is if you've ever been in her life, she will do anything to lead you to freedom, just like Jesus says. She'll do anything to get you to that place to yeah. find Jesus and find the truth that will set you free. So today, we get to hear her speak and preach about the thing that's passionate to her yes. in her heart. So I'm not saying this to get on your good side. I'm already on your good side. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey, would you just give it up for Emily right now? Man, Aww. thank you so much, Emily. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dan. Aww. Well, I'm honored to be here. Let's start with prayer a second. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you that you're already here. We trust you, Holy Spirit. You are going to move on hearts today. You are already breathing on us. You're breathing life where there's death and discouragement. Holy Spirit, honor the word of God today. Plant the word in our hearts and let it be deeply rooted in us. Let us bear fruit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to start by telling you giants will fall today. Giants will fall today. And I know this because God has told me several times over this past week in several different ways he confirmed it. So you can just expect, expect him to do that for you. Last week, Dan started this series with the story of David and Goliath. And I'm going to summarize that for you again. So the Israelite army is on one side, and the Philippine army is on the other side, and Goliath is standing in the middle, this giant, and he is just shouting curses and threats and intimidation and fear at the Israelite army. They couldn't see any way out of this mess. They were only seeing the worst case scenario. And that's what fear will do. It will intimidate you, and then it will paralyze you. I faced it a lot of times. God told me last year, do not even listen to the spirit of intimidation. Although it is loud, it is not strong. Although it is loud, it is not strong. David's just this young shepherd boy. He's probably only 12 to 14 years old, just a small little kid. He's the youngest of several brothers. And they were all looking down on him. They all ridiculed him. They mocked him. You're not good enough. Did you ever hear that coming at you from different directions? 
He's got it coming from Goliath and his family. Maybe that's happening in your life. You might feel small and weak and unable. Might be focused on your own inability. But when you trust in Jesus and not in yourself, you become bold and mighty like David because far greater is he living in you than he who is in the world coming against you. That's the truth. What is taunting and tormenting you every day in your thoughts? Because that's the giant you want to destroy. It could be a giant of anxiety, worry, sickness, financial lack, depression, division, loneliness, rejection, or I'm not good enough. So little David goes out to fight Goliath and he takes him down with one stone. One stone. A whole nation of people are set free that day and your whole family can be set free with one stone. In this series, we are just equipping you guys with spiritual weapons to take down your spiritual giants so that you and your family can be free. I've said this a few times before, but every week that any pastor preaches up here, God is very intentional about what he is releasing to you. These are spiritual truths and weapons that you are going to need in the days and weeks to come. Did anybody face any giants this past week? I know I needed the seven days of praise. You guys needed that seven days of praise. And that's what we're doing here. So really take it in. You're being equipped with these powerful weapons that you're going to need in this series. But at the same time, I also want to encourage you. You're doing better than you think you are. We see it. We see that some of you are facing some really big major things in life, some hard trouble times and your huge obstacles and you're learning how to trust God like never before. You're learning, you're digging in deep. You're learning how to go to his word. You're learning how to pray and stand on who he is and his faithfulness. And you're starting to use the spiritual weapons God has made available to you. You're growing in confidence in the Lord like David because you've seen him come through for you time and time and time again. That's who he is. You're getting free. Here's what David did, 1 Samuel 17, 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight Goliath. Five smooth stones from a stream. You know the story. It only took the one stone to take down the giant. And any one of these five stones will work. Using any of these spiritual weapons we're teaching you about, your giant will fall. Victory is sure. Five stones from the stream represents the very powerful yet very simple spiritual weapons that you can grab whenever you face a giant. Five is the number of grace. And that's really cool, which means that God's ability, it's God's ability and not your own. It's going to be God's ability to empower you to win every single battle against every single enemy that you face. It will not be by human strength or human wisdom, but all by the Holy Spirit. Through you, little old you, little old me. The mighty Holy Spirit. Last week was the one simple stone of praise, and today we're going to talk about the one simple stone of the Word of God. The Word of God. I love the Word, you guys. It is so powerful in every circumstance. It is full of authority and peace. It never fails. 
God never fails. He never goes back on his word. Look at John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was, is God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, the word. And nothing was created except through him, the word. And let's read this part together. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light, the light shines, keep going, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. This is Jesus, you guys. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the word, and that means that everything Jesus did, the word will do for you. Everything Jesus did and does, the word will do for you. That's how powerful the word of God is. And I'm going to talk about a few things that the word will do for you in your family. Number one, the word creates for you. The word creates We just read in John 1 about how the word created everything that we see. Everything. There is nothing. All of a sudden, God spoke and creation existed. It makes something beautiful out of nothing. That's what the word does. And I want to go to the beginning of time a second and show you how this happened. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So God's Spirit was there. Then God said, the Word of God was there, let there be light, and there was light. This is how God created everything, with the Holy Spirit and a spoken word. He spoke it into existence. Psalm 33, 6. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. The word has the breath of God in it, you guys. The Holy Spirit, that word Holy Spirit means breath. We call him the breath of life. He is the breath of life. So when God speaks, the Holy Spirit is released. Let me just show you that a second. Put your hand in front of your mouth like this. Breathe on it, like a, you can feel it, right? Now say, God spoke, let there be light. You feel your breath come out with the words, right? You cannot speak without breath. So words are mixed with your breath. And therefore, God's word is mixed with his breath, the Holy Spirit. He, God's word, when spoken, is mixed with the Holy Spirit and still creates something out of nothing. He still creates something out of nothing. He breathed into Adam and Adam came alive. His word can go out of your mouth and the Holy Spirit, the breath of life, will make it happen. This means for you, if you see nothing in front of you, God created something out of nothing, right? You see nothing in front of you. You see no solution to the problems that you face. You see no way out. You see no way to pay that bill. You see no, no uh, way that this, this uh, division in the family could be restored. You can find a promise in God's word and you can begin to speak it and watch the Holy Spirit create something out of nothing. 
Watch the Holy Spirit create a way where there wasn't a way before. Watch him create light where it was only darkness. Isaiah says he creates rivers in the desert. That means he's going to create a way to refresh somebody who's weary and lost and lonely and feels like they're walking through a wilderness season. Ezekiel says, when you speak with the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, he creates life out of dead, dry bones. That means wherever there's any barrenness or hopelessness or despair and things look dead and lost and impossible, he's going to make something new. He's going to breathe new life into that thing, into those people. Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into his disciples, and they became bold and they did mighty works just like Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit through your mouth, speaking God's word, will do. Number two, the word sets you free. The word sets you free. I am so passionate about the word because I've seen him work. I've seen Jesus and his word work in my life in mighty ways. I have seen him create freedom for me, break down walls that were just keeping me back and chains that were holding me. The word is the one unshakable and unchangeable thing Every answer to every problem is found there. You have constant access to it. Because listen, you guys, once the word is in your heart, no one and nothing can ever take it away from you. We got to put the word in our hearts because nothing can take it away. A month ago, we talked about, remember, simple and small is powerful in God's kingdom. Simple and small is powerful in God's kingdom. So you don't have to feel powerful and strong. You don't have to be strong all the time. Because God and his word is all powerful in you and through you. No matter how weak or unable you feel. A couple of years ago, I was going through a really rough time. I was feeling very depleted, exhausted. I was taking way too much on myself. I was carrying a lot of burdens, heavy burdens, things that I didn't need to carry. And I found myself on the floor crying out to God saying, I am not strong. I am not strong. I didn't want to be the strong one. I didn't want to be strong anymore. As soon as I was done with my little fit, (laughs) have you ever done that? Yeah, sometimes it's when you are the most desperate and throwing those big fits that God seems the closest to you, you know? Anyway, that's how it works in my life. I was being honest with him. I am not strong, but as soon as I was done with that, he said, no, you're not, but I am, and I live in you. And he will never leave. He will never leave you or forsake you. So you don't have to be strong. Jesus is the strong one. One word, one smooth little stone from God can change a life, can heal a person, can set you free. Matthew 8. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus, and he drove out the spirits with a word. And he healed all. All the sick. I've seen this in my life. I've been through many seasons of anxiety attacks, panic attacks. The first time that I struggled with panic attacks, I literally thought I was going to die. I thought I was dying physically, you know. But when I found out it was just anxiety, I was like, okay, that's the spirit of fear. And now I know how to fight. 
Now I know how to fight. I knew enough way back then, this was like 20 years ago, that spiritual giants have to be taken down with spiritual weapons. It cannot be any human means. The spirit of fear is a spiritual enemy. Ephesians says we're not fighting human enemies, but principalities and spiritual powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Doctors and psychiatrists will tell you there's no cure for anxiety. There's no cure. There's medications that can band-aid the symptoms for you, but the only cure is Jesus and his word. He will heal you and set you free once and for all. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Other versions say sound mind, sound mind, the mind of Christ. But how are you going to develop this uh, power, love, and self-control or sound mind against the spirit of fear if all you feel is fear and doubt? It's in the word and fighting that spirit with the word. Remember how Jesus in the wilderness, every time the enemy came at him, every time the devil tempted him, Jesus responded with the word. It is written. It is written. So whenever the enemy comes at you, respond with the word. Oh, devil, you are a liar and the father of lies. It is written. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I have the righteousness of God in me. I live in his righteousness, and therefore I'm not ashamed. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10. I want to read this one together too, you guys. Uh, 3 through 5. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. This is a weapon. It's the word of God that tears down strongholds and it will bring down giants on the inside of you that are tormenting you and taunting you day after day. In Ephesians 6, where it lists the armor of God, it only lists one offensive weapon, the sword, the sword of the word of God. It is the only one needed in this situation against the enemy. Hebrews 4.12 the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word divides your soul from your spirit. And this means it cuts off lies in your soul. Jenna said it's going to sweep away some things that don't belong. It's going to cut off the lies in your soul so that your spirit can be released, so the Holy Spirit in you can be released freely released. The giant of fear will always lie to you about your future. He always gives you the worst case scenario. As soon as fear comes knocking on your door, it's going to say, this is going to happen and then that's going to happen and then you're going to end up this way, right? Goliath was saying, I'm going to destroy you and your children, your family's going to be left destitute. This is what's going to happen. And the people believed him. That's why they were paralyzed. 
fear gives you this worst-case scenario picture of your future, but God's word will cut off the lies that you're focused on in front of your face, the lies that cause confusion, that I don't know where to go or what to do, and it will give you instead a true and accurate picture of what God has planned for you, what God has planned. Jeremiah 29, 11 says God promised a good future and a hope for you. No matter what you face, your future's good with God. His word, it doesn't just give you this accurate picture of where he's taking you, but it will literally lead you to the good future he has planned for you. Number three, the word leads you. The word leads you. Remember, everything Jesus did, the word will do for you. A few weeks ago, Dan preached about Psalm 23, a whole series on Psalm 23, how we're led into rest and we're protected by a good shepherd. That's Jesus. Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus is the word. Therefore, the word is your shepherd. The word is a good shepherd leading you to rest, protection, daily food and drink, provision, taking care of you. Let's read this one together. Psalm 43.3. Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. Let's just keep that up for a minute, you guys, because a couple things stand out to me in this, in this verse. First of all, your light and your truth, they lead me. The word it's, it's kind of like it gives me this picture of I'm stumbling around in the darkness. I'm trying to look for the path I'm supposed to be walking on. I don't even know where the path is, let alone the next step I'm supposed to take. But the word is like this tour guide saying, hey, over here, over here, he's got a flashlight. Over here, this is where you walk. Here's the path. That's the first thing. He sends his light before you through his word. And the second thing is the word is truth that's going to guide you away from the liar, the enemy, and to the father, to the place where you live. That's where you're safe. It's where you're safe, you guys. So if you feel alone, the word is going to lead you back to the father's heart. You find out that he's with me. He's for me. He's never stopped loving me. He'll never leave my side. The next step, the word is going to give you the next step that brings you right to Jesus. I kind of get this picture of, oh, there's the path. And the next step takes me right to the side of Jesus where he takes my hand and he walks with me. And he walks with me. That's what the word will do. So in my seasons of panic, panic attacks, I was learning how to fight off this giant of fear with the word of God. I already knew that the word heals you. That's the next thing. The word heals you. Starting with that very first season of battling anxiety years ago, I got out this huge book of Bible promises that a friend had given to me, and it had all these different translations. I looked up every single scripture about peace and about healing, and I spoke them out loud over myself, sometimes for hours every day, until I felt peace. Until I felt peace. It was like medicine, you guys started working in my spirit, in my soul, and even in my body. I felt stronger and stronger and stronger as I spoke the word over myself. So I want to tell you guys about, about promise books because these are 
small, simple little stone. (laughs) These are little word weapons that are mighty, mighty. Promise books are just like small, simple, but very powerful tool. I think it was when uh, we were dating that Dan gave me my first promise book. And I used it a lot. I had never known anything about it. But you know what's cool about these things? They're scriptures, promises from God that are arranged by topic. So you can pull out whichever topic you're struggling with, whatever giant you're facing that day, you can pull out those scriptures and you can read these over yourself and you can know that these stones are word weapons that are going to bring your giant down. Little stones that take down big giants. Yes. So we're going to give one of these to you today as you leave. Every family gets one of these and we want you to use it. We want you to use it. Because we used to, like when our kids would wake up with nightmares, we would pray peace over them and we would pray protection over them with these these scriptures. Uh, When anyone is sick, we pull out the healing scriptures and speak those over them. And I want to tell you, it's very important to speak the word out loud. Remember how the Holy Spirit comes out, the breath of God comes out with his word? With a spoken word, there is power. There is life and death in the power of your tongue. There is great power in the spoken word. The enemy can't hear your thoughts, but he will run when you speak the word. So sling it like a stone out of your mouth. Sling it like a stone. I want to read Psalm 29. It's my favorite, favorite chapter. I'm not reading the whole chapter, but just a few verses. It is my favorite chapter about the voice of God, which is the word of God. How powerful. Listen to this. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. This means he shatters the spirit of pride and unbelief. Anything that is standing tall and looks so intimidating and so big and strong in front of you, he shatters it. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. Power. It reminds me of Paul and Silas in the prison. And when they were praising God, the prison was shaken. There was an earthquake. And the shaking caused their chains to fall off immediately. And the prison doors to open. This is going to happen for you and your family when you speak the word of God. God's voice through your mouth. God's voice through your mouth. David used this. He shouted out loud at Goliath. And you can shout at the spirit of sickness or pain or fear that's been plaguing you for a long time. How dare you torment the people of Almighty God? How dare you torment me and my family? 1 Samuel 17. Let's read what David said. David shouted, shouted this. Today the Lord will conquer you. Look at that. Look at that confidence. Today the Lord will conquer you. Giants will fall today. (laughs) And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear, not with human ways, human wisdom, human tactics or reasoning. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Over and over lately in the last couple of weeks, actually probably the last month, I've been hearing the Lord say, the battle is the Lord's. The battle's not yours but God's. Stand still and watch the Lord fight for you. 
And just know that when you stand still and watch the Lord fight for you, it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It means peaceful. Stand still in peace. Not frantically running here and there and trying to fight all the battles all by yourself. Stand still and watch the Lord fight for you. In fact, here's a great easy verse that we can memorize right now. It's so easy. Exodus 14, 14. Even, this, even the numbers are easy to memorize. Say this with me. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Say it again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Say it one more time, but let's replace the word you with me. Let's make it personal. The Lord himself will fight for me. Just stay calm. If you're facing any kind of emotional or physical illness or pain, any intimidation or feeling not good enough, when you stand still and speak his word, you can know it is a mighty weapon. It will push out lies and worry and fear and not good enough, all of that. At the same time, it's going to be healing medicine to you. It's going to be like water to your soul, water to your soul. But it matters that you believe what you're speaking. Okay, Jesus said in Mark 11, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. When you're fully convinced that God's word is more powerful than any giant you face, then you're going to speak that with confidence. You're going to start speaking his word with confidence. Even if you feel some doubt, you'll feel stronger as you begin to speak it. In Mark 9, there's this dad that brings his son to Jesus to be healed. And he's like, Jesus, heal him if you can. And here's what Jesus said back to him. What do you mean, if I can? What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And Jesus healed the boy immediately. So he's not mad at you that you have doubts. That's, he understands you're human. Just admit your doubts to him. Just admit your doubts to him and tell him you want to believe him fully. I'm almost done here. What if, what if you have a lot of doubts in you? How, do you? how do you remove those doubts? How do you believe that the word is more powerful than the doubts that you feel? It's real simple. Simply stay connected to Jesus. John 15, 7 says, Jesus is talking here. If you live in life union with me and my words live powerfully in you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. That phrase, my words live powerfully in you, in the original language in the Greek, it means take hold within you. And it makes me think of a, a tree with roots that are taking hold of the soil and can't be uprooted. Can't be uprooted. As you're just simply connected to Jesus, rooted in his word, then you begin to hear God's voice and you begin to speak what he's saying. That's how you're a mouthpiece for God. And while I was preparing this message this past week, God very clearly told me he is breaking off doubt and unbelief today. 
If you have felt a lot of doubts that are holding you back from really believing God's word is for you, he is breaking off doubt and unbelief. He's removing veils from your eyes to see clearly the next step he wants you to take, who he is and the power of his word. He's opening your ears to hear his voice. He's opening your mouth and releasing his Holy Spirit through your voice to speak boldly what he's saying. This happened a couple of weeks ago at a worship and prayer night that Dan and I went to. And we brought a person with us that was really, really struggling and going through a hard time. And the words that went forth that night through the songs, through scriptures, through prophetic words, through prayers, were like, it felt like arrows and hammers being thrown at the enemy. It felt like a flood being released of the Holy Spirit, like living water, just a rushing river. It was so amazing. Like God's love pushing out all fear and all shame. That's how powerful God's word is through people's mouth. They were simply a mouthpiece for God, for the breakthrough that that person needed at that moment. And we're going to end here. Number five, the word is personal to you. The word is personal to you. It's not just for everyone else. It's for you. It's for you. The first thing I noticed when I gave my heart to the Lord was how he was literally almighty God was speaking to me through his word. Through his word. The word is still the number one way you're going to hear God's voice. If you've been wondering, God, I can't hear your voice, can't hear your voice, go to the word because the word is still the number one way you can hear his voice. And you can know it's not mixed with any human theology, any, any opinions of man. <laughs> the word of God. Every promise in the word is personal to you. Put your name in it. Pray it over yourself. Say me in place of you or them. I say to this mountain, be removed. The Lord will fight for me. I'll stay calm. Now, think of that stream that David took the five smooth stones from. Just picture that in your mind. Last week, I had a vision during staff worship of a little, cool, flowing mountain stream. And I knelt down at the, at the stream to take a drink for that. Something, I, I was just thirsty for something that day. And as I knelt down, I saw these little scripture references, little white words and, and numbers floating downstream. As I cupped my hands to take one, one little drink, there was one scripture in my hands. And it was, when I looked it up, it was exactly the promise that I needed for that day. God's word is living water for you for that day, for each day. He has a promise for you that is personal to you for what you need every single day. My challenge to all of you, Dan gave us a challenge last week, seven days of praise. My challenge to you is gonna be seven days of the word. You're getting one of these for your family. Open it up and find a promise in here. Find one scripture that uh, speaks to the giant that you are personally fa facing, currently facing. Memorize that scripture. Speak it every single day, and you'll memorize it by the end of the week. Seven days of the word, seven days of the promises of God, seven days of word weapons, seven days of one little stone that takes down big giants. God is going to show you that one word from God is enough to bring down anything that you face.
any giant you face. All right, let's stand up a second. We're going to end here. We're going to speak the word over ourselves one more time. Put your hand on your heart. Let's read this together, Colossians 3.16. We're going to read it like a prayer, like a prayer over ourselves. Let the spoken, oh, here we go. Let the, do we have any more than that? Do we not have it? Okay, we'll try to have it for next. So I will speak this over you, okay? Oh, yeah, repeat it after me, yeah. (laughs) You guys are so smart. (laughs) Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within me, dwelling in my heart and mind, permeating every aspect of my being as I teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in my heart to God. Amen. Amen. Awesome, you guys. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home in your heart. And we love you all. Have an awesome week with your families. Celebrating freedom. Celebrating freedom. Amen. Yes. Yeah, amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.